0: I don't know why I'm so anxious, but I am. And I, I, if I were to think about it, I think I'm A, I need to get exercise. I'm not moving my body as often as I should be. And B, I'm, tr- I'm starting to, I don't know if, if, I know we were talking about this, but I don't know if anyone else feels the same way. Sometimes I will catch myself going into a pat, like a anxious thought pattern And I know I have to stop, but because I can feel it building, like I can sort of sense that like anxiety is imminent in a way. So it's like halfway there, but not completely there. Yeah. And so I, I just, that's where I'm at. That's my state of mind currently. The
1: state of the union for Nadine. Yeah. The so too. Yeah. I was literally going to say so too. (laughs)
0: Hi friends, my name is Nadine, and my name is Sidney, and welcome to You Know What I Mean.
1: actually really do know what you mean but I was saying this where I think that like when you are about to enter a anxious thought pattern or a thought pattern that you know is driven by like a mental health situation or like a a bad like a storm brewing like a bad mental health storm brewing I feel like the fact that you can like catch it is like shows that you are recognized like there's some part of you that can like step aside or step outside of that mental health and be like, I see what's happening and like, I can catch it, which I think is like really important. And I think, I think that's really great. Um, but I was, um, a little while ago talking to my therapist about anxiety because I was like, I don't know why I feel anxious. I was like, I don't know what it is. Like kind of how you were saying today where you're like, I'm just anxious, but I don't know why. I was saying the same thing. And I was like, I will wake up with a lot of anxiety and a lot of dread, yeah. but, I, but I don't know why. Like I, I just wake up and I'm like, huh? and that's actually part of why I changed my alarm ringtone You because, were saying. I, because I feel like this blaring alarm, like woke me up in like the wrong way. Like I used to have, like, I don't know what my alarm clock was before. And this is so lame. But when you go into like my, first of all lame, cause I use Apple music, but if you go into my, like uh, not
0: lame. First, anyone who uses Spotify is, is lame. Thanks. I will Apple die on this hill.
1: Spotify is lame. I will. Yes, I will die on this hill. Apple music is better. Yeah, I agree. Nobody at me. It's better. Anyways, um, my Apple music search is so lame because it's literally like morning music. Like what the fuck is morning music? Like what? I don't know. But I found this audio and it's like of birds like chirping and like I don't know what else it is, but it's actually very calming and I've used it. And so I wake up in the morning, I set my alarm to be that noise. And it's actually, I actually wake up feeling better. So I was going to ask if you noticed a difference. I did. Cause I wouldn't, I didn't wake up like startled. That would, I feel like yeah. make me like, oh my God, what's going on. But anyways, the point of this is, is that she, my therapist was, was like kind of like talking to me, whatever. And then she was like, anxiety is like, a, I don't know. I don't remember if this is the exact word she used, but she was like, it's a secondary emotion. So you actually have a primary emotion, which can be like, I don't know, fear or sadness or um, nervousness or something else. And then your body, sometimes even excitement, like, so it's not always something bad. Yeah, And And then anxiety is like a secondary emotion. So it was interesting because in a way, like reframing what anxiety actually was. And it was like, you're, you almost like go into like a defense mechanism, but mm-hmm. it's not a defense mechanism from anxiety. It's a defense mechanism from something else. So like, you don't want to feel afraid or like, if work makes you anxious, it's because you're like, I don't know, like afraid of messing up or you're like, I yeah. want to care about it. So I like, I want to do a good job. And so then you don't, want to allow yourself to like feel afraid almost mm-hmm. so you like switch it to anxiety
0: I find um I think it's interesting that they mentioned it's connected to like a primary emotion and even just that thought makes you dig deeper on what that is like yeah. what the root causes I find what makes me really anxious like almost immediately is an unfinished task yeah yeah and like a growing to-do list like I was Tarini was showing me her to-do list earlier and it's like a full page of things to do and I know that if I was running on a to-do list like that and and something had to get pushed off it would like give me the worst anxiety about it
1: yeah but that just like that, so your anxiety, but then that's also that's so your anxiety is like if we were saying that that's a secondary emotion, I feel yeah. like your first primary emotion would be like you're it's like you're afraid of like not doing something or you're afraid that you're gonna let someone down, or you're afraid you're gonna let yourself down, or you yeah. your yeah. you care about the things that are on your to do list. Like my to do list is like random, it literally is like I'm not even joking. One of the things on my to do list is shave your underarms, lol. <laughs> like I have, I write everything, like everything. It's like everything that I could possibly (laughs) write that I like need to remember to do outside of my norm is on this goddamn to-do list. And it's stressful. (laughs) It's long. It's it's long. i am actually dead that. You had to write shave your armpits. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because I'm going away and I, I feel like people know this about me or maybe they don't, I don't know. I don't really shave that often. Like Or like, or like, because, and it's because I don't usually shave, I epilate. And so, but you can't always epilate. Like you have to like have your hair grow a certain amount before you can use your epilator. So when I have to deviate from this schedule, I have to shave. Anyways, that's a lot of detail. Like nobody gives a fuck. I don't even give a fuck, but whatever. Um, And so now I have to like remind myself that like, don't forget that like you aren't going to be epilating like. You have to shave. You have to shave. But the point of this is that yes. they, these to-do lists would also stress me out until I put everything on my to-do list, which sounds very mm. counterintuitive, mm-hmm. but it actually helped me because then it was like, it's like, I didn't have to remember anything. Yeah. You're, it's a brain dump. It's literally a brain dump, which sometimes is also when I'm feeling anxious, how I journal because, yeah. because I just have like so much, so many things that I'm like, we need to just like get it out, like somewhere, like yeah. get it all out. And then you can organize it after, or then you can take a look and see what actually matters or what's going on or whatever the case might be.
0: I want to be someone that journals. I really do. Like I want I literally Googled yesterday healthy morning routines because I feel like mine is all over the
1: place. I literally just last night was like, I need to build a better morning routine. That's wild. That's weird.
0: Okay. I'm saying weird because we've had these moments like multiple times in the last week. Yeah. What was the one that we were, oh, the one about um, when we went for drinks. Yeah. That was wild. So we went out on the last weekend to celebrate my birthday. It was very confusing because my birthday was a month ago. But everyone probably like,
1: I wish you, <laughs> but happy birthday. Yeah.
0: Everybody's confused. When's your birthday? The answer is always. So we went, we went out for drinks and we went to this um Mexican like restaurant/slash bar. And the waiter was talking to us about, I think it was like some special drink that they had, which was amazing. Anyways, it was like a Paloma. So it was grapefruit and I can't remember. i Why are you telling me? I don't know why I'm going through the like <laughs> ingredients, the step by step on how to make it. All this is to s- <laughs> so, actually dead. It was this amount. Like this was the. Price. Like,
1: in case you wanted to make it. In case
0: time. you wanted to make it, don't take uh, like instructions from me on how to make drinks. Like Torini will tell you firsthand. I'm not the best. I'm not the best. Um, Anyways, all this is to say that as the waiter was explaining the drink, I was thinking, oh, that would be really good with tahin. And so I made a note in my mind to ask him if he has tahin. And he actually, funny enough, was like, oh, and you can get tahine on the rim. So anyways, we ordered that. He left. Tarini turned around and said, did you ask him if he has tahine?" I said, no, but I thought it. And she said, I, I swear I heard I you heard say it. it.
1: I heard you Which say it. It's insane. It was so weird. I heard you say it. And then I thought he answered you because I heard you say it. No, we should look and see if they have like experiments. I
0: sound like I'm, se- I literally sound like my seven-year-old nephew. Like we should do experiments, but like, we should see if someone's yeah. doing some test. Get Wait, paid. It's what? probably like $20, but do a test. You know I mean? of- no, like a, like a, I don't know, like, um, like a connection test. Like- yeah. Aligned, like
1: we know we're like what what would they tell us we know like a mind reading test like if we're able to mind read you know what we should actually do that um the intuition that, test the, i know the it. intuition the like with the clock yeah or like the numbers oh yeah. yes 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 we should really? okay done so we'll do good. we should do that anyways it was it's interesting you bring up intuition also because you know how like you and I often talk about like I had like a gut feeling like I had like a gut yeah. feeling and it's true like many times that gut feeling like truly truly is like a gut feeling but I was reading we about to go into manifestation I'm dead no <laughs> I'm dead this is not another episode about manifestation people please um But I was reading or, like, listening to a podcast or something, and it was talking about how, like, you know how you and I, when we say we have a gut feeling about something, it's, like, something is going to happen. We're, like, I have a gut feeling that, like, this is going to happen. Or, like, and, like, it almost seems, like, low-key, like, supernatural when we talk about it. Yeah. But... And, and sometimes we're right. Like sometimes the things that we say, we're like, I know this is going to happen. Like, I know that this is what the state of the affi- state of affairs- This is a so to this is a so to of the- Of whatever the situation yeah. is, but I know this is going to happen. And a lot of the times it does happen the way we say it's going to, but I was listening to this podcast or something and it was talking about how like that, whatever you want to call it, but that like tendency to almost predict the future is like also your anxiety talking. It's like your anxiety trying to be like in control, or like your mm. fear or your nervousness about what's going to come, trying to like be in control of like the next thing that's going to come. Mm. And so it tries to like predict literally, your brain is like trying to predict what's going to happen. And so then mm. it, so then you like try to be like, oh, I have a gut feeling that like XYZ is going to happen. And so it's really hard for me sometimes to like differentiate between what is a gut feeling and what is something I feel like my anxiety is trying to tell me about an, a situation or a, some, a thing that I'm like feeling nervous about or I'm, I'm afraid or unsure about. That's It's, it's so hard because I find
0: some, I find that my anxiety warps, this sounds so intense, but like warps my sense of reality, like tells yeah. me things that I know aren't true.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, that's really, like, it's really scary. Like, I think people talk about, like, anxiety, and it is, like, something that affects so many people, and it, it's, like, a very, it's every day and that so many people are impacted by it on, at a different level, but, yeah, like, that, sorry, I stopped, but it's, like, that, that is really, really scary, and it's kind of scary because you can't trust yourself mm-hmm or you have to get to the point like that you were saying where like you'll say something to yourself and then another part of you is like, no, but like that's not true or no, like you know that's not right. Yeah, like I feel like
0: not that I I have not that I have like multiple No, I know what you personalities, mean personalities, but I have just conflicting thoughts always at yeah. the same time. Like yeah. I have like my anxiety talking and then I have my Whatever, like common sense or like the sense of logic, trying to calm it down. Yeah. But I think that the the gut feeling that is the gut feeling note that you said is interesting because does that mean that people who are more anxious tend to be more connected to their gut? Because there are some people that aren't connected to their intuition.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but I th- I mean maybe, but yeah. I think that. I think that sometimes if you have a gut feeling, mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself, like, what is truly a gut feeling? And what is maybe my nervousness or anxiety or whatever you want to call it, trying to like figure out the outcome of a situation. So mm-hmm. it's like trying to hold on to it and be like, oh, this, like, this is what's going to happen. So don't worry. Cause you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like dealing with my anxiety or my, whatever you want to call it is is like so different all the time because i think when i think about what either triggers it or like what spurs it it's it's something different every time and like recently i was like talking about how my anxiety was coming from this like fear of failure it was mm-hmm. coming from like a it's not even a fear It is if you're a failure, but it's like a different side of like perfectionism. You know how you and I always talk about this, like all or nothing mindset. And like, we're always like, either we're going to do everything a thousand percent, like no breaks, like or we're like, we absolutely cannot even start it. Like we can't even do the first thing about it it because we're not going to do it a hundred percent. And I feel like there's got to be middle. It's like progress over perfection. So this idea of like, you have to be like good at everything or you Mm -hmm. have to be like on top of everything or you have to like that's why like I find like these these to-do lists where I just like dump out everything is really helpful because because it's everything it's every single thing I have to be done I have to finish or I have to be good at or I have to complete or I have to take care of is like here that it like makes me feel better that it's like nothing it's not like I have to like remember something
0: yeah like- it does and I think to what you were saying like about this all or nothing thinking makes sense when I was talking about if I don't finish something on my to-do list it makes yeah. me anxious. like I have to finish it all leave no crumbs I have yeah. to literally wipe it clean and if not it it's like it sits with me it like sits on my chest but it is that all or nothing thinking.
1: Yeah. I know. It's just so strange. Like, or not strange because like everybody deals with anxiety in some way, shape yeah. or form, but it's just, I don't know, like it's very, <laughs> it's just, a, you ha- you really have to like train yourself to think differently, which I was like saying this to, I was like talking to someone about meditation and I was like, mm-hmm. and they were saying like meditation is really hard And I was like, meditation is hard because when you like are learning something new, you, your brain like teaches your body how to do something, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you're learning how to, I don't know, draw or write or something, your brain is teaching you or you are teaching your brain how to do something different or Mm -hmm. differently. But when you deal with things like anxiety or when you deal with, and you have that like split sort of like, this is my anxious mind talking, this is my logical or rational mind talking. Or when you like have something like meditation, for example, you have to teach your brain. Your brain is trying to teach itself. Mm -hmm. So it's so difficult because. Because it's like there's like some sort of separation. Otherwise, like I'm trying yeah. to teach myself, like I'm trying to teach my brain how to blah blah blah, or my brain is trying to teach me how to blah blah blah. But your brain is trying to teach itself how to deal with like an anxious thought or like yeah. meditate, which is like clear itself of its like scary thoughts. I don't yeah. know. It's so weird.
0: I saw this quote yesterday, I think, and it it was about exercising, and it really changed my mind because. I often associate working out with like really pushing yourself, which again, is that all or nothing mindset. And this quote was like, it doesn't have to be hard. It just has to be consistent. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's so applicable with everything, even yes. just even like a morning routine. Yeah. Like Going back to this, it doesn't have to be. I was looking up articles on like what the perfect morning routine is. And honestly, these morning routines were freaking packed. Yeah. Like, what time are these people getting up so that they can accomplish all 12 of these things yeah. in their morning before they even go to work? It does did, it didn't make sense. But all this is to say that it doesn't it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be consistent.
1: Yeah. And like it's the idea of like progress over perfection like if you do one thing in your morning that's a more or a more structured or a better morning routine than like what you did yesterday or what you did last week like that's a step in the right direction exactly but it's really hard to like I think people who set really high standards for themselves which I think is like the both of us in different respects are or in different areas of their life I mean like you really do feel like you need to like be perfect or, like, be, like, whatever you think is perfect for, for that thing. And, like, and, like, it's, like, debilitating. Like, that sounds very intense, but it's actually very, very debilitating because not only can you, like, rationally recognize that, like, there is some, like, whenever you start something new, you're not going to be good at it because Mm -hmm. it's new. And I feel, like, I like posted about this on my Instagram and a lot of people answered me and one of the things that someone said was like, you have to remember, like you have to focus on the journey. And that's something that I'm trying very hard to focus on in general, but it's very easy or not very, it's a lot easier to focus on the journey when it's like, not like, for example, like with work, right? Like, or with, if you're going back to school or whatever, it's, Mm -hmm. It's very easy to focus on the journey when you don't have like external measures of how well you're doing. Like if you're at work and you're like, I'm, and you feel like you're like not doing something as well or you, whatever, like, or you feel like you need to be super good at everything and you try to tell yourself like, it's the journey, like you're learning. That's amazing. And that sounds great. But like, you're still being measured to perform. Yes. Yes you know, whereas like, if it's something like school, I mean, you can say like, I'm here to learn, which definitely will work. And that's like what this person who was talking to me, that's what they were saying. Like, it's all about like learning. And it's all about like the journey of like learning and like enjoying that. But you also still are being measured in some way at the end of it, regardless of whether or not you care about the outcome which I'm assuming if it makes you anxious, you obviously care about the outcome of this performance. Yeah. It makes it really hard to, like, quote, enjoy the process or, like, which I don't know. It's so, it's so hard. Like, it's just really hard. I don't know. I always go back and forth about this.
0: No, I, I agree. Like, especially when you're talking about the idea of, uh, it's about the journey, not about, the outcome well like isn't the journey about eventually getting to the outcome that you want
1: see but like okay so that's how I have this when you talk about like two sides of you I have this internal battle all the time where I'm like but the journey is about getting somewhere and then and I feel like that's the anxious side of me yeah but the other side of me is like no like the journey is the destination like the journey like it's all about being on the journey to like whether it's to learn whether it's to grow whether it's to move towards whether it's to move towards something, the journey is still the destination because what are you going to do when you get there? You're going to go on another journey. I guess it's like,
0: I guess it helps to think of it as, as if you're traveling, like you need to put some sort of checkpoints in place Like there may be some situations where you already have checkpoints in place set up for you, but other situations where you have to set them up yourself, like I'm thinking of an analogy, like you're, you're traveling and you're going to an airport. You already know you're going to hit baggage claim. You're going to check in, then you're going to go through security, get bored, and then eventually hit your destination. Yeah. And then from there, you're going to go to your hotel. So like exactly what you said, that end destination is always going to move at some point, but what are those checkpoints for you? Like, what is, to bring this freaking analogy back, like, what is your baggage claim? What is your passport control? You know what I mean? Like, what are those places?
1: But then, yeah. But then if your entire travel journey, like, say, this sounds so fucking intense, but like, say, say home is is like you being born and you dying. That sounds so intense. But say coming home is you being born and you dying. Okay. And that's home. And so then you are going, like life is essentially a journey. So you are like, you have to get your, you know, you have to get your passport. You have to book your ticket. You have to get a ride to the airport. You have to, all of the things you have to pack, like all of the things along the way doesn't that mean then that every mini journey is mm-hmm. your, which makes up the big journey. Therefore, nothing is a real destination. And therefore the destination is the journey.
0: Okay. You're doing this to me again. I have no <laughs> idea what you just said. Um, it was super philosophical and I respect it. I have, no, but I just don't know what it means. I think that <laughs> look. I'm dead. I, I, I okay. I think when you said like mini destinations is like how I would think about it is like life. If we were to put it back in this airplane example, which one Trini's traveling and one I'm dying to travel. So you can obviously tell, um, I'm dying to travel as if like not everybody in the world is like ready to hop on. Anyways, (laughs) life is a series of like mini trips And so you're going to go through like several, you're going to go through several checkpoints in life that resemble, you know, the one that we talked about, the analogy of going to the airport and, but your destination is going to be different. And then if, if we want to continue this analogy, it's like, eventually you come on like a return flight back home.
1: Yeah. Eventually you come on the return flight. Yeah. That is also part of the journey. Yeah. In my very like morbid analogy, coming home was like death, was death. Like when you, like, when you, like, I think about it like a loop, like this is home, you're born and then you go through all of these different things, which is essentially like your trips. Like this is you like taking a shower to get ready. This is you getting your passport this is you getting your visa this is you booking your flight da, 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 anyways it's like a one big loop you're born and then you go on this big loop and then you come back yeah and this and then when you come back it's like you're dead it's, it's death this really <laughs> this took a turn <laughs> this
0: state of the union took a sharp
1: it took a turn around it, yeah I took a turn but the idea then is that if you think about it like this, if you think this is your destination, essentially, mm. this sounds awful, but death is your very final destination. Yeah, totally. So then everything is a journey until you get back to death or so not back to, but you know what I mean? But then, so then it sounds
0: like everything, every destination you think of in life, whether it's personal or work is always related back to the final like end game which is your entire life is that right like you think of things yeah. relative to your entire life
1: maybe I don't know
0: please call your therapist right now and, like, and have her no, you need do like you. a two for one session you need to understand we're both confused <laughs> let me tell you what is what I'm thinking about I will tell you you should pay me
1: you should pay me <laughs> I will tell you ring ring um you know what I actually am going to bring this up to her because this is very interesting and what I also find interesting is the idea that like if everything is moving towards a fine this really is taking a turn but if everything is moving towards the final destination Mm -hmm. of death then technically nothing should make you anxious except for something that might lead you or when you get to, if that even makes you makes you anxious, your final destination. Mm. Like technically then you shouldn't be moving towards a final destination. You should be enjoying the process because then the final destination is that you're going to die. Like that's the end of your life. Mm. I don't know. I, that's yeah. obviously, it, does, it also doesn't have to be like, I love that we're having this because it's this conversation because it's so indicative of how we think about things so extremely Like, you know what I mean? Like it actually doesn't even have to be like that. It doesn't even have to be the way I said or the way you said it or anything. Like it could be somewhere in the middle and it can change at different times. It's funny that we're having this conversation
0: because one, I don't know if anyone watches This Is Us. I don't. Okay. I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, but I did watch, my mom does. So I was watching the latest
1: episode. Don't tell me, don't tell me where are you in this i don't know like what i can spoil for you but where are you in this season? please don't spoil anything because okay. i want to watch it but okay. i have not started the new season uh, i know I my know. girl okay 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 without spoiling I anything had any time with my goddamn to-do list to shave my underwear <laughs> i haven't had time God, note. watch this, watch is this is us. also, please add a second
0: note watch Bridgerton because I'm watch, but I haven't I haven't to talked to you about this. I
1: haven't watched okay. I'll, okay. Add it to your list. I'll add- watch it. I'll watch it. You know what? I will yeah. download it and watch it at the airport and on the flight. through passport control, baggage claim, <laughs> through this no, day, <laughs> the trip. points. I will be like, um part of my journey is also watching Bridgerton, and <laughs> this is us. So like, this is all the journey. They're going to be like, in every have your passport? I'm like, it's all part of the journey. They're like, shut the fuck up. They're like, you cannot enter this country.
0: Dead. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So, okay, fine. Without giving anything away, like this is a show about life and this particular episode was about death. And it like, the way that they had talked about death was interesting because they... Well, oh, I guess the way they talked about life, not really death, but the way that they talked about life leading up to death is that it's just life is a collection of small moments that you look back on and smile about. <laughs> what? Do you hear this?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my God. One second. My sister's calling me. Oh.
1: This is a small moment <laughs> that makes up your bigger life.
0: Yeah, so life is like a collection of small moments that you look back on and, and you laugh and like I'm I'm thinking like you laugh, but not every moment is a laughable moment. Obviously, like life is is complicated and it's full of different things, but I don't know if it helps to think of it as like small moments. Also, it's crazy that we're talking about this because I saw this TikTok yesterday that actually I personally found anxiety inducing, but it was this girl she was talking about this graph I don't even know like what it what it is exactly but it was just this graph and it had all the years like up to 100 so if you were to live to 100 where you are relative to that so you basically just dot let's say like I'm we're 27 like we would just dot 27 and that's a reflection of all the amount of space is like how much life you've lived
1: mm-hmm. so far
0: and it's supposed to promote living in the moment and being present in the moment but actually like what that promoted for me was look how much time has gone by what the fuck am i doing yeah. <laughs> do you no, know what i mean i do i get that i do which I is think- not like we've talked about this it's like it's not a race enjoy the journey which exactly what we're saying now but you really don't know, like you really don't know yeah, what life is going to throw out at you and also like how long you have on this earth. Like I know that sounds so intense, but like that's relative to like how much you've lived is relative to the assumption that you're going to be up to 100, which if you are, that's amazing, but that not everybody is. So how can you really measure that?
1: Yeah, I actually just last night watched a TED talk and it was called Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved. And it was really interesting because it was about this woman who, I don't know, she's like a professor or something. I don't really know if she was a professor, if she was just a historian. Anyways, the point of the story is that she talks about how, she talks about how she like used to, and still does, study this sect of Christianity, which is called, like, I don't remember what it's called, but it's something, they're, like, very positive, and they believe that, like, if you, like, how, like, good things happen to good people, like, so God will give you goodness if you are good, and I feel like, to some extent, a lot of religions are like that, or there's some principle in almost all religions that are like that, but this was, like, very much, like, if you are good, and if you are, like, if you are good, good things will happen to you. Yeah. Um, and so she was like, I did not really believe in this, but I studied it, whatever. And then one day she, she had this like stomach, she like had like a stomach pain and she like, everyone was like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's probably just indigestion. Like you just gave birth. Like it could be any, it turns out she has stage four cancer. Okay. In her stomach. And she was like, I'm a good person. Why did this happen to me? The reason I thought about it is because she said something very similar. She's like, you never know when life is one day just going to change. You never know that one day you're, you're not going to, God forbid, but like, you're not going to live tomorrow or you're not going to be able to do the same things that you thought that you did today, tomorrow, whatever the case might be. And like, she kind of talks about how in the end of the day, like some things happen, don't happen for a reason Mm -hmm. and good things and bad things and bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people and not everything not truly everything is this like divine intervention or like this idea of like everything happens for a reason blah 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 but when you're talking about like the amount of life you've lived versus like the amount of life you have left to live you try to like you try to like theorize about why things happen Or like theorize about like, well, if I've only done this much, like that's because I've learned this much. And so I go forward with life because blah, blah, blah. But that's again, like your brain just trying to make sense of and try to try to figure out what the outcome is going to be, which you can kind of argue is another way that your anxiety, that your brain is trying to like protect you. And it's like your anxiety about what is to come or your life that you've lived or whatever. Yep um and i was like talking to my mom sorry last thing but i was talking to my mom and i was like telling her about this thing at work i was stressed out and she like you know has a stressful job and she was like it's so silly she's like you know like we get so stressed about these things like what do we even remember them she's like do we even remember five ten years from now like that we were stressed about this but we're like losing sleep over it we're like thinking about it she's like there's only a couple things in my life that i can think of that i was stressed about and that i remember yeah and i was like yeah
0: I guess in that way, like I can see how you frame things in like reference to your entire life. Like, is this really at the end of the day, a hindrance to my life as a whole? Like what, how is it, you know what I mean? Like when you put it against everything else, like how much weight does it really hold?
1: Yeah. And sometimes the answer is still a lot, you know, like sometimes the answer is still, it holds a lot of weight because Yeah. yeah, you know, like whether it's that circumstance or what that circumstance will lead to or whatever. But I think, I don't know, like, it's just interesting. Like when you think about your life or like you think about the life that you lived or you think about the life you're going to live. Yeah. It's equally as scary to not know what's gonna happen as it is exciting to not know what's gonna happen. yep. and like the anxiety you feel about where you need to be is equal to the excitement of where you can go. Its <laughs> sound like doctor Seuss. <laughs> but I love it. I really do
0: I love it. honestly like. I'm thinking, like, should we just even end the episode here? Cause I I do, I do love that quote. And I find that it's so, sorry. I just like saw some random, he's not random actually. I think he's my neighbor. Um, mowing our grass. So I'm like, what's going on? Um, it's, I, 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 I totally agree. And I, I find that like, especially over the pandemic, My my perspective on life has really gone from like dread, stress about like the uncertainty, not sure what the next step is, constantly questioning why I'm not where I thought I would be to just being in a a much more open position where I'm actually excited for what's to come and I'm ready.
1: Yeah, as you should be, because as there will be and there have been equally bad and terrifying and devastating things there have been and will be beautiful wonderful loving good things and i think that helps my anxiety where it's like if you can think about all the bad then you have the capability if if you can think about all the bad that has to yet to come that mm-hmm. means you have the capability to think about all the good that has yet to come. And that, I don't know, I don't know if that helps because it's still a lot of unknown, but like, it's unknown you would want to have.